What's going on, everybody? Episode 8 of Night Coffee. Solo episode. Uh, Still going strong with a cup of coffee every time. Um, I'm not as tired this week. It has been a very uh, restful week. Um, I don't know if there's anybody listening that does not live in Tennessee, but we got hit with some pretty bad snow. And I think, I don't, I mean, I used to live in New York, like at least I lived there for a year when I was a kid just because of the, the military. Um, and it, I don't, it wouldn't necessarily have been, con, it would have been, it would not have been considered bad for um, New York standards at all. I don't think um, more like a mild annoyance, but you know, here in Tennessee, I think some people exaggerate about the amount of snow, but even like I'm looking at this and it was, that was quite a bit of snow. I think we got like six, seven inches total. And that's quite a bit like, especially for the South. I don't think we've had anything that bad since 2015. That's maybe 2016. I can't remember if it was before or after Christmas, but I, I remember it was my first year at train. Um, uh, and I was living on my own. And I was snowed into my apartment, and it was amazing because uh, I don't like to go anywhere anyway. And that gave me more of an excuse to be in the house all day uh, playing the game. And just, I don't know, I just, I really enjoy solitude. Um, It's very uh, fulfilling to me. You know, some people like to go out and have experiences and shit. I mean, I enjoy that, but for me like there's a limit and it's that limit's definitely gotten better over time I've gotten a little bit more comfortable I think a lot of that has to do with like uh confidence in yourself uh one thing I ran into a lot when I was younger um sort of like a teenager and um my early 20s um not even early 20s really is like before I became a father I got, I was like really uh, insecure about my looks. I was always worried about like looking really good, like all the time. But like, I was also kind of worried that I didn't appear uh, manly enough or that, that I didn't fit in with um, the average person my age. Uh, so it like really kind of like hindered me from. Uh, a lot of like social aspects of life because it, I just felt like really uncomfortable. I always felt uncomfortable around uh, dudes my own age, um, except for like you know obviously like the my my friends that I had uh, growing up. Uh, but like crowds have always made me uncomfortable. Um, I guess I was like I was always worried about like being targeted. Um, but. I don't know, like, once I become a, once I became a father, that's kind of when I fell into, like, um, I stopped really focusing on, like, my image so much, and it, it's kind of crazy how once you stop caring, um, your image just kind of, like, presents itself for you, you know, like, I feel like, like, my confidence is higher now than it's ever been, and I don't know if that just comes with age, like, if, Cause I know like not every young 20 something year old can feel um, like insecure like that, you know, but um, 
I think there's a vast majority that have an issue with that. And sometimes that presents itself in uh, different ways. You know, for me, it was uh, a lack of self-confidence or or like an outward expression of low self-esteem and stuff like that. Uh, But then also like that's how you get people with big egos is because they can't admit that they have any sort of issue, you know, uh, they have, they, they can't admit that they're like feeling down on themselves. And, uh, I think I was an extreme of the former, you know, like I very much admitted to myself, I was like, man, it's like you, you know, you got social anxiety. People are going to think you're weird if you open your mouth when you talk. And, and true enough, man, I mean, I've put myself in some very awkward situations since I've become a little bit more comfortable in my skin. Uh, but I don't care, you know, as much. I, really not at all. Uh, you know, I've kind of learned to nurture that side of myself where, like, if I'm at work um, and, I'm in a, and I'm in a group of people, um, I won't speak unless I know that what I say is going to add value to the conversation. Um, like if I'm in a meeting, you know, if I'm in a group of people that like, um, I don't have to worry about like, uh, watching my vocabulary around, I'll say dumb shit all day and I won't care because half the time it'll get a laugh. And if it doesn't, what I mean, I think it's funny. If I say it, I think it's funny. Um, but if I'm in a meeting, you know, I'm discussing like the logistics of copper. Then, um, if I don't have anything that I feel is valuable enough to add, I won't speak for the whole meeting. Um, and I've gone almost entire meetings not speaking, and then I'll pipe up at the end and input something. And so, you know, sometimes like that doesn't always uh, work out in my favor. You know, something like maybe I am not as knowledgeable on that one part of it as I thought I was. Uh, but at least you know I got like a piece in or whatever. Um, but yeah, as I've gotten older and since I became a dad, I've really like, I'm not like, I'm a little bit conceited. I think you have to be a little bit conceited to have uh, two separate podcasts. Um, and you know, one where half of the episodes are only you. Um, I've, uh, what's that word from, from the Goonies trying to, uh, dick, uh, dick, dictate, dick, dictate myself. Um, it's, it's delude yourself, dummy. Uh, I've deluded myself that, um, like eventually I'm going to have more listenership than I do right now. And I know I will, you know, I just have to, um, keep putting in the work, honestly. Uh, send news is really fun. We, we did our second episode of that, Daniel and I, um, that was that was put out and released. Um, episode eight, or I'm sorry, yeah, episode. Did I introduce this as episode eight? I definitely met episode nine. I can't remember what I said. I I feel like I I need to like on my calendar mark out. You know, I record every Friday for solo episodes. I record on Saturdays generally for um guest episodes. Um, I need to round up my calendar, the night, the night coffee episode numbers. I have fucking send news written out. 
and we're not even gonna be able to record that one when we usually do we're gonna have to figure that one out um but yeah send news is really fun uh because that's a consistent duo you know i feel like in our second episode we uh expressed our characters a lot more um so that's developing uh slowly but surely um hopefully eventually we can make that a weekly podcast as well that'd be fun uh that's a lot of dedication though man uh which is the reason that for sen or for night coffee i only do a guest every other week because man doing firstly doing a solo episode every week i might eventually get to that where i release a solo episode every week and then every other weeks i'll still do um a uh guest but honestly i don't have that much to talk about so i kind of need that two week time span to um like have stuff happen in my life uh yeah so episode eight that just released uh with cody parker that that was fun man but so i keep having fuck-ups happen and uh it's it's definitely a learning experience and it's making me better as a podcaster but like going through a man, like fuck. I in the middle. If you read the description or if you pay attention to the episode, um, I my Zoom recorder died in the middle of you know the conversation uh, because I didn't check my batteries before I uh, started recording. And right when we were getting to like the meat and potatoes, man, like the really like intimate emotional part we were talking about our kids right we we're talking about like having sons and what it's like because he has a son uh who's around the same age as my oldest son and we we're talking about what it's like to be a father and like all the stress you go through and the example you have to set for your kid and then i look down and the zoom recorder screen is black so i turned it back on for just the end of the episode and uh and then man yeah it just, uh, it was, it was definitely a situation where like, I'm going to have two separate, no, I can't do that. I don't know. I was going to say I'll have two, I'll, I'll have like a backup measure where like in the screen recording, I will record into the computer as well if I have, you know, if I'm doing it remotely again, but that'd be a nightmare to try to overlap my own audio with direct mic audio because I'm not going to have just computer audio when... I have a studio kind of set up going on at my own table. That'd be silly. I don't know. The, the big part is like check the batteries before you record, you fucking idiot. You know, and that was the first podcast that in the middle of um, I had to pee. So, uh, but that, I mean, the, the benefit, the benefit to post-production is that um, I really try not to edit out anything except for long pauses. I've done that with like almost every uh, solo episode, and this is the first time with a guest that I've had to do that. So, um, man, I was I was thinking about it today, like, and I'm gonna go ahead and speak it into existence now, as silly as it sounds. One day, I I want to do this as my job. I want to I want to do this and send news as my job 
and whatever other venture I get up to. Um, because I, man, I would just really love to be my own damn boss. And especially if I'm doing some sort of, um, something like this, man, like I'm not having to like go around and, you know, like my, my dad, he owns, uh, two companies, uh, which is awesome, you know, and I'm, and I'm happy for him and I'm proud of him. Um, but the stuff that he has to deal with, I don't ever, I, I deal with it if I was making a lot of money, I guess if I had to, but, um, I have too much other stuff that I like to do that, uh, right now is just like hobby. Like right now, this podcast is just a hobby. My lifting is just a hobby. And I don't ever necessarily want to be like a professional strongman because there's so much that goes into that, that, you know, um, I couldn't even begin to imagine the type of training that like, cause a lot of like professional strongman, they still hold full-time jobs because there's no money in the sport. Um, unless you're marketing yourself the right way. Um, and I would like more time to dedicate to that. Um, more time to dedicate to reading, more time to dedicate to, um, my kids, you know, like during the week, I only see my kids like after work. And well, sometimes in the morning, if my kids wake up early, but then that's like really early for them to wake up because I wake up early to go to work. I just feel like it would a lot um, more freedom. So one day, one day I will make a substantial amount of income. Right now I'm just trying to buy gym equipment um, and pay for advertising, which I have yet to do. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to start forking out some money for advertisement for this thing. Um, unless I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, trying to, man, my hardest, my hardest thing that I'm going through right now is remembering to post every day, which, uh, I, I definitely intend on doing every day. And by the time I get in bed, you know, uh, I really like, I have my nighttime ritual. And by, by the time I've done that, like I'm ready to go to bed and even picking, I don't like to pick up my phone after I lay down in the bed because then I don't want to ever risk getting like sucked in. You know, I told myself that downloading Facebook, um, for the podcast would be for just that, just the podcast. But, um, it, and, you know, of course it sucked me right back in. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it's an exercise of willpower. Um, one of those things where definitely um, when I get home from work, I need to just put my phone on the mantle and uh, forget about it because whatever is on my phone is not as important as what's going on at the house. So anyway, I kind of... I don't want to go. I don't know if I've gone on a rant about social media and how much I despise the um, the way that the world has just relied so heavily on technology, myself included. But I won't go into that right now. I feel like the last solo episode I did ended up taking like a dark turn, and I definitely that was definitely a reflection of the fact that I was very fucking tired that week, you know. Um, but man. 
I've been sleeping like really fucking good. I only went to work like two days this week, which was fantastic. Um, I didn't get as much done creatively as I would have liked, but that's you know neither here nor there. Uh, I got plenty of stuff coming up, plenty of, plenty of time to to do things. Um, but uh, all those nights, I mean, like I don't, I mean, I have issues where in the middle of the night I'll take off my CPAP. And, like, mostly, like, when the baby wakes up, you know, I'll get up out of bed, take care of the baby, and then when I lay back down, it's like my head hits the pillow and I'm fucking out. So sometimes I only get, like, two, three hours with the mask on, uh, when ideally what you want is, like, four to six or all night, which when I, man, there's been a few times where I looked on the on the machine because it'll tell you how long you wore the mask, and it'll like register how many times you stop breathing and shit like that, which I don't have access to that information. I have to call the sleep center for that. Um, but when I look on there and I see that I was asleep for eight hours, like there was like eight hours, 8.1, 8.2, like I was like, fuck, yeah, like that is some good sleep. Like that's energy for the whole day. But, you know, I've noticed like if you, if you're still like for what, like what I do, um, I'll still sometimes wake up at 4.30, even on like a weekend, and I'll uh, try to get some conditioning in in the morning to try to keep myself on schedule. Uh, still by midday, I'm like, man, I could take a nap, uh, which I don't really take naps. I probably should, but to me, I've almost always seen it as like a waste of time. Um, even if, because man, here's the thing. When I take naps, um, I got to be really tired or like the baby's got to be sleeping on me. Um, something about a baby sleeping on you is almost like guaranteed you are going to fall asleep. Um, I guess it's just that, just like that energy. Uh, and I wake myself up from snoring, but historically I can remember three instances where, uh, taking a nap was detrimental to my psyche. First one, not necessarily that detrimental. I took a nap uh, when I got home from school one day and I woke up to my friend Christian running up the stairs and he was like, Edward, Edward, Edward. And I don't know why he was calling me Edward. He'd never fucking called me Edward. But then I opened my eyes and I sit up in bed and he was like, yo, dude, wake up. And I was like, what time is it, man? He was like, Six, I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna be late for school," and like I started like freaking out. And he was like, "No, no, no, bro, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, six at night." And I was like, "Ah, yeah, that was a really good nap." So I mean, that was that was solid. Um, but then there was another time. I think I was about fifteen, maybe, and I was asleep at my nana's house because. My nana just has like the best house for sleeping. And especially you want to go to sleep because she always makes breakfast. So you wake up in the morning and you smell breakfast cooking. That's the shit. Um, but it was like, I think it was like before dinner. And I was staying with her for like a week or something. And she, I was like, ah, I was like, man, I'm kind of tired. I'm going to go take a nap. And she has this room in the basement that has no windows. It's dark as shit. But like there's a bed in there. So I lay down on the bed and. Uh, I don't know how many people played Modern Warfare 2, but 
there's a map where there's a crash plane in the middle of it and it's in the desert. I had a dream. I was walking around the bend and I was like looking at the plane and all of a sudden uh, I uh, stopped. I stopped and I stopped breathing and I tried to wake myself up so forcefully that like I could see the clock on the wall and the lamp on the on the table that was in there. And like I was like sticking my hand in my mouth, trying to move my tongue because I thought like my tongue was blocking my air, my airways, and then like I snapped awake and I like, uh, like yeah, I was like gasping for air. Um, and then another time, I was in college, so I had to be like eighteen, uh, and I was asleep. Uh, when I was I was living with my dad. And I, I had taken a nap after after school one day, and um, I had like this really vivid dream of driving down the road, an actual road in Clarksville. Uh, for people who live here, I was like driving oh, like almost like away from Mulligans uh, to the overpass on Wilmer Rudolph, and I got over in the turning lane and I looked at my phone while I was driving, and it was like covered in emojis. So then I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on, this is a dream. And I woke up, and I and I get up out of bed. And I walk out into the living room, and uh, there was a bunch of people over. And then I had this moment where I was like, this seems not real, too. So I looked at my phone, and there was emojis all over it again. I was like, fuck, I'm in another dream. I woke up again, and I looked at my phone again, covered in emojis. I think I did. I, I woke up. And just looked immediately at my phone twice, and it was covered in emojis. And then the third time I did that, I finally, like, I actually for real woke up and looked at my phone. It was normal. And I'm pretty certain I'm not still in a dream. Fairly certain. Um, but that was, like, the one and only, like, inception dream I've ever had. And that was so weird, man. Um, and I've, I just always, every time I take a nap, I have the most vivid dreams to where like, I don't know, they it, something always seems to go wrong. And like, I can never drive correctly in my dream. It's always like, the car is always like sliding wrong. It's like, it's like sliding weird. Or like one time I was dreaming and the, the steering wheel was in the back seat. Um, and that was just normal, I guess. And my the brakes never work. Um, so I don't really like to take naps because I have shit like that happen to me. And you can never hit hard in your dream too. I've done that twice though. Twice I've hit hard in my dream. Both times, uh, it was dealing with my kid. <laughs> so, uh, I think the first time it was like someone like told my kid to shut up or something. And like, finally, like, I don't know how anyone else deals with hitting someone in their dream, but every time I've hit somebody in my dream, it's never hard, and I'm always like passing out as I'm doing it, like I'm like falling down because I'm like out of like exhaustion, I guess. My like your body just kind of stops you from that. probably because I I would imagine that the reason that your like mind does not let your body like your mind doesn't let you hit hard in your dream because that's too real of an action to do. To like shut down, you know, where like people will sleepwalk. Like hitting would be too easy to do while you're laying down. So if you hit in your dream really fucking hard, there's more of a likelihood that you're going to hit in real life. 
and that's not how you get good sleep. So it's weird how the body is all like it's geared to make sure that you do have good sleep and whether or not you do is entirely up to you and what you what you do with your body. So man. Uh, <laughs> uh the second time I I had a dream that I ran into a dude that talked shit on my kid once and uh I beat the fuck out of him. Uh I don't want to I don't want it to sound like I'm uh like a tough guy. I'm not a tough guy at all, but is it, there's a, there's a primal thing that happens, uh, to, uh, everybody who gives a shit about their kid. Uh, whenever your child is born, it, it awakes some primitive part of your brain that the most important thing in the world is your child, which I saw an article one time and it was titled, your child should not be the most important thing in your life. And I usually, before talking shit on an article or speaking good on an article, I will read that article. And I didn't even bother clicking on it because that's just ridiculous to me. Uh, I feel like that's maybe some like, I'm going to assume, you know what, let's Google this right now. Let me see if I can find this article, and I will talk shit about it as I read it. Uh, Your child should not be the most important. Right here. By John Roseman. Let's listen to what this fuck has to say. This was written, updated, December 13th, 2019. Um... Um, I recently asked a married couple who have three kids, none of whom are yet teens, who are the most important people in your family. Like all good moms and dads of this brave new millennium, they answered our kids. Why, I then asked, what is what is it about your kids that gives them that status? And like all good moms and dads of this brave new millennium, they couldn't answer the question other than to fumble with appeals to emotion. So I answered the question for them. There is no reasonable thing that gives your child that status. I went on to point out that many, if not most of the problems they're having with their kids, typical stuff these days, are, are the result of treating their children as if they, their marriage, and their family exist because of the kids, when it is, in fact, the other way around. Their kids exist because of them and their marriage and thrive because they have created a stable family. Furthermore, without them, their kids would eat well, have the nice clothing they wear, live in a nice home in which they live and enjoy the great vacations they enjoy, and so on, instead of lives that are relatively carefree, despite the drama to the contrary that they occasionally manufacture, their children would be living full lives full of worry and what would be living lives full of worry and want. Um, people might know because when we were kids, that our parents were those. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I mean, maybe it's because I'm part of this new. Uh, it says right here, people my age know, okay, this issue is really the heart of the matter. People my age know it's the heart of the matter because when we were kids, it was clear to us that our parents are the most important people in our, in our families. And that right there is why we respected our parents. And that right there is why we looked up to adults in general. Yes, Virginia, once upon a time in the United States of America, chick, children were second class citizens to their advantage. Okay. Here's my issue. 
it is entirely possible for you to treat your child like they are the most important person in the family and uh, also not put them on a fucking pedestal. Like, oh, I am fucking triggered. (laughs) As a parent of this brave new millennium, look, um, professional dad here, full-time dad, uh, I'm literally always thinking, at least at some fractional, fractal part of my mind, no matter what I'm doing, I'm aware of my child's existence. Um, I'm always looking forward to doing the next thing with my child. I'm always wondering, am I being a good enough parent? And that was a problem, I think, with the previous generation is that they didn't have that question in their head. And I'm going to generalize because you see it case after case with previous generations that... um, they not okay not all but a lot it was almost like status quo that uh a lot of parents didn't question whether or not and still you know parents don't question whether or not they're doing enough for their child they're they they expect their kids to just be grateful for what is given to them which you should always be grateful for what's given to you for sure but being a parent is goes much farther than um just providing material things. Your kids need experience. Your kids need love. Your kids need attention. You got got to play with your kids. You have to teach your children. You have to uh, get them involved with things. You have to make sure that you're setting a good example. The reason that your kid is the most important thing, person in your family is because they are the future generation. And if you are not making a better world in the future for if you're not if you're not shaping better people for the future then you're not successfully being a parent you should always always strive to want your kid to be better than you always you should always hope that your child does better in life than you did because that is your legacy that is that is you created this person I would, fuck, what kind of dumb shit is that? Children were second-class citizens. Right. Okay. Um, That baffles me, man. That really does. Uh, What an old head fucking thing to say. Uh, Sure. Having your child be the most important thing, or more... I keep calling kids things. This is not reflective at all of how I feel. Um, (laughs) Having your kid be the most important person in the family would be detrimental if you're a shitty parent, if you don't discipline your kid, if you don't. It's okay for your kid to be the most important person in the family and not the most authoritative. It's okay if... Your child is the most important, and they can, but and they can still know that you're the boss. That doesn't make you better than your child. That doesn't make you more important than your child, because nothing is more important than driving forward the future. And I can tell you one thing: 
I hope that both of my kids, they do something better than what I'm doing for the future. Whether it's um, money-wise, whether it's fulfillment in career, whether it's fulfillment in life, whether anything, anything. I mean, monetarily, experience-wise, maybe they're going to be better parents than me, which I hope they are. Because I definitely have my fault as parent as a parent too. And that's one of the reasons I know that I'm not the most important person in the family. You know? I, I if I were to claim to be the most important person in my family, that is ridiculous. I feel like I'd be abandoning my sense of being a man. Because to me, when you're a man like to be a man is to I guess there's like there's levels to being a man and different subcategories but as a man with a family the purpose of being a man is to provide for your family without question without looking for praise without anything you know granted we also do live in the in, in a time where male psyche and male mental health is becoming more of a um recognized issue and I appreciate that and it does very much feel good when uh my wife or my kids let me know which you know the youngest can't really tell me he appreciates me but um makes me feel good when he gets happy to see me every day um but you know like when my wife and my oldest kid tell me like hey i love you thank you for this you're doing a great job this and that like yeah it feels good but i don't ever expect that because i'm doing what is expected of me per my own regulations like i know i have to get up and go to work I know that I have to make sure that there's food in the fridge. And fuck, my wife does the same thing. My wife works. But if I could keep my wife home, I would do that because mothers are supposed to be nurturing. And what is more nurturing than your own mother at home with you? Granted, we also live in a, in a time when, you know, you almost have to have a, a, a two-income household which is not terrible. My wife enjoys what she does, and I and she's good at what she does. Um, but oh, I'm I'm glad that I dove deeper into that article, and I didn't read the whole thing because I'm not going to sit here and read all of it while I'm um, recording. But I will absolutely talk shit on this motherfucker. So um, on the off chance that hold on. What was this dude's name? I already forgot. That's how much I don't give a shit about him. Fuck, if you guys could see this. I'm going to take a screenshot and post it to the Instagram after I... Hold on. Screenshotting now, and I'm going to post it after I um, upload the episode. John Rosemond. On the off chance that he ever hears this, fuck you. So, there we go. I've gotten, I've gotten angry... Uh, for this episode, <sighs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of scrolling through a little bit more of this. Um, oh, here we go. Our child is the most important person in our family is the first step toward raising a child who feels entitled. Fuck this dude. You don't want that unbeknownst to your child. He doesn't need that. And neither does America. Oh, oh, Yeah. Wow. Tags, mom, dad, important person, objective, school, sociology. 
Man, I hope this dude didn't influence anybody with this article. I truly don't. Like, or I truly do. I do hope. Because, <clears throat> I don't know. And maybe my own father would disagree. Um, but I definitely felt like my parents, for the most part, had my best interest at heart. And um, I don't feel entitled and they definitely made me feel important. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, this, I don't know. This seems like a good, a good point to end on. Oh, um, yes. Update on training for the competition. So, as of right now, as I'm recording this, it is the 19th of February. Um, which means that I have one... Two, three, I have a, um, a month. I have a month left uh, until uh, competition, which means I only have three weeks, two weeks after, because I only have one more. The way it's working out, it's Friday. I'll work out tomorrow probably on Saturday. Um, and then I only have two weeks of training after that. And then I have my rest week the week of the 19th. So 15, 15th through the 19th, I am going to be doing very minimal movement. Uh, just some stuff to keep my uh, cardio up probably because I can deteriorate very quickly. Um, and then I have my competition. I am so, so fucking ready. It is going to be the cat's pajamas, man. It's going to be the bee's knees. Yeah, the bee's knees. I'll be the most popular guy at school. Trust me. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, last thing. Okay, so my birthday is March 1st. I'll be 26. Uh, officially on the second half of my 20s. Uh, which feels good. You know, I don't ever really fear getting older. I feel like that's a dumb thing to do. Um, but I, once, I guess as you get older, and I don't know if this is everyone's experience as well, but it's definitely mine. I don't like variation I guess because like I want specific things things that I like are very like niche and that's not bragging I swear it's not um but I like very specific niche things so like if I tell you I want music for my birthday I am going to give you a specific artisan album if I want a book I'm going to give you that book title or if I want equipment I'm going to give you that exact equipment I'm going to send you a link right um so what I just went ahead and did, my wife, she was like, you know, let me know what you want for your birthday. Well, I want two Atlas stone molds and some chalk. So she said, go ahead and order that. So I know that's what I'm getting from my wife. My mom already let me know that, uh, which, and this isn't like, I didn't demand this. My stepdad has a Jack Daniels, empty, empty Jack Daniels barrel. Uh, and, um, he has that in his kind of like man cave area. And I was like, fuck, that's awesome. My mom was like, I'll get you a whiskey barrel. I was like, awesome. So I know my mom was getting me that. And then my dad just straight up texted me today and was like, hey, send me the link for the wrist straps you want. So I did. So like, <laughs> I like I don't know uh, what like my in-laws are getting me. Um, so I guess there's like some surprise, but uh it's just, uh, I don't know. It's funny as you get older. I can most of the time just kind of buy whatever I want. So the 
my birthday and Christmas is kind of an excuse to like uh, go a little belligerent on buying something that I want. So, uh, yeah. So I got birthday coming up. Got more more strongman equipment coming. Uh, training is going good. I'm feeling good. Feeling I'm feeling strong, man. Like uh, this week specifically, I can tell that the ridiculous attention uh, to what I'm doing is paying off. So I'm happy about that. Um, yeah. So I'm feeling good. I'm I'm uh, I'm happy with the way that life is right now. Very happy. Also, uh, however long I've been doing this for, I think I'm on week number four of no drinking. So that's pretty cool. Uh, really, it's not cool. I hate it. I fucking hate it because I'm in a bourbon group on Facebook. And every time I turn around, um, I, I mean, Instagram, Facebook, I follow bourbon stuff. And I'm seeing so many people getting to enjoy their drinks. And here I am worried about my health. Ugh. Um, so, um, I know I'm going to reach my goal of not drinking before the competition. So the, the victory drink (laughs) is going to be nice and, uh, I think earned. So I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and hop off of here, get inside and, uh, get ready for bed probably. Um, so you guys go ahead and follow, follow on Spotify, or if for whatever reason you're listening on Google podcasts or radio lab or any of the other platforms in my link tree, uh, go ahead and follow there. Um, it says that I have listeners on Apple music, but my pot or not Apple music, but Apple podcasts, but my, my podcast is not available there. So I'm not sure where anchor is getting that data from. Uh, also follow the Instagram at night coffee pod. Uh, if you have anything you want to say, DM me there, DM me on Facebook, uh, night coffee podcast, or send me an email night coffee pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening.